It's time for episode 339 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, March 25th, 2020. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise Tech Podcast, where we wash our hands for 30 minutes. My name is Dan Morin, and I am joined, as always, across this internet of ours by my good friend and co-host, Mr. Micah Sargent. How are you doing today, Micah? My hands are dry. So raw. They're so raw, so dry. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm, it's what you got to do. <laughs> but you're clean. They're clean, which is the important thing. Uh, this is, of course, the show where we discuss four tech topics with two fantastic guests. To my left this week, it is a technology reporter from the Washington Post and my former colleague from Macworld. It's Heather Kelly. Welcome back, Heather. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me back. A pleasure as always. And to my left, it is the one and only... Apparently, literally. <laughs> Paul Kafasis of Rogue Amoeba. Hello, Paul. Welcome. I'm so lonely, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good to talk to someone. <laughs> Hi. Hello. We're glad to provide you with this uh, virtual social undistancing. I don't even know what to call it. Um, but let's get started on our four topics for today. I'll kick things off. Uh, as we've all been stuck inside, we have to find ways to entertain ourselves, and I've been doing it by cleaning old data off of old hard drives and decommissioning old computers. Uh, my question Woo! for you, yeah, it's a good time. It's real fun. <laughs> uh, do you have some sort of like plan in place for dealing with hardware when you finish with it, uh, or do you just let it sit around and collect dust? Heather, why don't we start with you? Oh, goodness. I, I'm in a bit of a pickle because I have all these review units as well, and mm. I can never tell what's mine or belongs to, like, Apple. And so my new system is to put painter's tape on all these very expensive devices and write their origin story on there. Uh, and then when I find, you know, a spare laptop, like, you know, prop it up a table, I know that it belongs to <laughs> my former employer or something. <laughs> Not that I stole a laptop from my former employer. And used it to prop up a table, but that's really what it sounds like. <laughs> don't know what i'm talking about but yes so that is my current system um and then i have like a cloud kind of hard drive that i try and back everything up to and i'm sure it's chaos hmm. uh, um <laughs> dust dust <laughs> to, to, to put it simply i have uh several old you know multi terabyte or single terabyte or 500 gigabyte uh hard drives uh that are Sort of just collecting dust. I have a bit of a digital hoarding problem. Um, I tend to... <laughs> I hate to admit this, but whenever I'm working on a project, I will... Uh, digitally, I keep everything on the desktop. And then when that project is over, I... Open. I create a new folder on my uh, network attached storage that has the current date... And then has the word <laughs> desktop after it. And then I take everything on the desktop and I put it into that folder. So I have hundreds of folders uh, corresponding to a given date with files inside of them. So I can't get rid of those. I like those. that that's I mean, a there might system, be something but it's just, just a really awful uh, It's like, that's like lawful, <laughs> it's lawful evil there, Micah. It is... <laughs> It's a system of chaos, Dan. Um, but it's my system. And yeah, so so 
I can't really get rid of old hard drives, can I? As far as old hardware, um, I do tend to pass that on. Um, if I come across something that I, th- I think somebody could use, it's sort of always in my head, uh, a little catalog of items. And so a family member will complain about something. I'm like, oh, I can help you with that. And then send them the the thing, whatever it happens to be. So as far as hardware goes, I'm not afraid to, I'm not afraid to send that on. But uh, when it comes to hard drives and data, I can't really get rid of it, can I? <laughs> Paul, what about you? <laughs> well, I was going to say that I, I definitely try and pass on my hardware so that I have as little as possible. Uh, so I've got a pretty good network of friends and family to pass off my old junk that is good enough for them. <laughs> Uh, and then in, as Dan knows in Boston, we usually have a good number of college students who will either buy or take off my hands, uh, you know, older laptops, uh, older hard drives, things like that. So I, I definitely try and, and purge as much as possible. Uh, so I'm, I'm not in the same boat as, as you folks with having way too much hardware in the house. Yeah. I, um, I had, I cleaned off about seven old hard drives in the last week. And the thing is like, in most cases, it's like, you know, I, I had a backup drive and I threw a bunch of files on it and then I threw it in a drawer and then, you know, a new computer would come around. I make another backup drive and it would just become incremental to the point where it's like a lot of these things, you know, the oldest hard drive there. Most of those files I have in other places, including on five of the other drives that I looked at. And so <laughs> reconciling some of that took some work, but it's doable. I tend to run a lot of my equipment into the ground. So by the time I'm done with it, it's really not even suitable to be passed on. Like the MacBook Air that I is reaching the end of its life right now, the battery is like shot and I put in a backup battery and all this and like... No, nobody else is going to want to use that. It's going to have to go to recycling eventually. Um, but yeah, I, I, a lot of it was collecting dust in my office. And I decided this is as good a time as any to get it out so I have more space. Thanks for your thoughts on that. Let's go to our second topic, which comes from Heather. All right. So now that we're all trapped at home and extremely lonely and stressed, um, I might be projecting. We are turning to Zoom and Google Hangouts for company. And I am just, I'm curious what everybody's sort of video chatting social life, the PG version, is like right now. (laughs) Well, I'm just going to have to pass since you said the PG version. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, I, no, wow, no laughter there. Sorry, Dan. Um, So (laughs) I uh, have been using, I haven't been using uh, Zoom so much, but I have been using House Party a lot more frequently. Um, House Party is a fun app that uh, lets you sort of set yourself as available to be popped in on. And then uh, folks can come in and you can have conversations and and play around and uh, play different games and things like that. So I've really enjoyed that. Um, We are starting at work. I I work for uh, This Week in Tech, twit.tv. And we are going to start doing Friday uh, sort of hangout sessions with the different hosts on the network and so i think we're going to be playing some games over the internet and things like that so it will get even more fun but uh dan can attest that we have been long time uh zoom users for things outside of work to play dungeons and dragons on the internet with our friends (laughs) and that is always fun uh always a good time so yeah, I don't know. We've been, we've been doing this for a while and continue to do so uh, during these trying times. What about you, Paul? Well, I realized a couple of days ago that for the most part, at least Monday through Friday, my life is very similar to how it usually is. I work from home. My commute is about nine seconds from my bedroom to my office. So not a lot has changed there. And 
because of that, I didn't really see a need to add Zoom or Hangouts or anything like that. Uh, I've definitely seen, you know, people talking about uh, hosting virtual happy hours and and game nights and things like that. And it's I'm certainly interested to hear to hear about it and see it, but it's not anything that I've done. Uh, but at this point now, I'm actually really curious. I hope we get back to Heather and she can tell us more about perhaps a PG-13 or R-rated version of what people might be doing. <laughs> because I don't know what that's about, but I, that's what I really want to hear about. <laughs> well, I mean, that technically could include the happy hour, I guess, right? That's that's, that's I suppose. Um, I've been doing a couple different things. Like Paul, my, my routine hasn't changed that much. But I see a lot of my friends are trying to deal with the new work from home thing. So as someone with a lot of experience doing like Zoom chats for D&D and games like that, I've been trying to uh, help them out. So, you know, in addition to uh, playing D&D a bunch over at the Incomparable via Zoom, which we've done for a while, um, I've also started hosting in some cases the Jackbox, which are like these party games you can play on different devices. And I we've run those at the Incomparable as well, but I ran some for my family this past weekend too. Uh, and what's nice about that is you can like share the Jackbox screen with people via Zoom. And since everybody just needs like a browser to play... All they, they just need, need a browser, right? Right, yeah. yeah. So you can use your phone or your iPad or your computer or whatever you want. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, and I've also tried to start instituting like a virtual uh, lunch on uh, Fridays with some of my friends who are more far flung, uh, just as an opportunity to sort of catch up and de-stress and hopefully talk about things that aren't related to our current situation. All right, Heather, what's the what's the skinny? Um, I'll give you actually the G-rated version because I have <laughs> kids. They have been using Zoom to hang out with like their little friends, which is adorable. Um or Google Hangouts, and and we'll put a bunch of kids, you know, all around San Francisco, and they're screaming at each other over videos, and they'll play games like um, like a scavenger hunt. Everybody will go find round objects oh in their goodness, house. I want to play, uh, and it's <laughs> right. It was pretty fun, and it's the only way they can see other kids. Which, like, I can go without seeing people for a long time because I know they're terrible. But kids, <laughs> it's like a little weird, right, right, to not see humans. And so they're, you know, it's really kind of I feel like important for their tiny mental health to see see other kids. So it's been pretty cool. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, that is two topics down, two topics left, but it is halftime here at Clockwise, and this week's episode is brought to you by our good friends at Linode. Whether you're working on a personal project or managing your enterprise's infrastructure, Linode has the pricing, support, and scale you need to take your project to the next level. They have 11 data centers worldwide, including their newest data center in Sydney, Australia. And with their enterprise-grade hardware, S3-compatible storage option, and next-generation network, Linode delivers the performance you expect at a surprisingly good price. Get started on Linode today with a $20 credit for listeners of this show, and you'll get access to Nanode plans starting as low as $5, dedicated CPU plans with physical cores reserved just for you, a revamped cloud manager built on an open-source single-page app, and block storage and object storage that can scale to your storage requirements, plus way, way more. Go to linode.com slash clockwise and use promo code clockwise2020 when creating a new Linode account, and you'll get a $20 credit towards your next project. Oh, and Linode is hiring right now, so if that's something that interests you, go to linode.com slash careers to find out more. Once again, that's linode.com slash clockwise and the promo code clockwise2020 for that $20 credit. Our thanks to Linode for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. All right, halftime is over. Micah Sargent, take it away. Alrighty, a uh, simple question. Health tracking, be it sleep or uh, heart rate or anything in between, do you do any of it? And to what extent? Paul, we'll start with you. I want my dumb digital badges. <laughs> so I 
every single day do something to get a dumb digital badge uh yeah so i've been using the apple watch for uh wow is it five years now is it 2015 that it first came out yeah, yeah. uh and i think in that time which is about uh what uh, 1800 days or so uh i think i've missed about five or ten days as far as getting the uh you know calorie uh goal the move goal that the watch has and that's that's mostly the extent of what i'm doing but it's mostly just a way to uh make sure that i have moved enough during the day because like i said i work from home and i can sit at my desk for quite a long time if i don't pay attention to it so that's that's about all i do but uh in addition the other thing i like to do with it is yell at the watch because the watch often nags me about things like oh you're behind on your move goal and it's you know what uh, 12 12 noon and i'm gonna go for a run this afternoon uh but it thinks it thinks it's way ahead of me and that hey i need to be alerted to the fact that i might miss my goal in another 12 hours so i get a lot of exercise doing that as well show that watch who's boss uh yeah like paul i use the apple watch and i try to close my activity rings every day uh you know with with i probably missed a lot more than paul has uh i think i missed like five to ten days earlier this year just from being sick um but beyond that, I don't spend a lot of time. The only other thing that I do track occasionally is uh, someone who suffers from springtime allergies. I will sometimes use some of those apps to just register like, oh, today's pollen levels are blah. How are you feeling? And I'll just sort of use, there's a couple apps that let you just sort of keep a little diary of like, nah, today wasn't great. Or nah, these symptoms weren't too bad. So I do a little bit of that, but that's really just in the spring uh, seasonally and and I'm not as religious about it as I am about closing the rings. Mainly, I feel like I don't want too da- too much data about how my body is slowly falling apart. So uh, I feel <laughs> like maybe I should just uh, live in, in denial for a little bit longer. Heather? Oh, that was dark. Um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I don't track anything if I can because I just I don't want to know. And then I find it very anxiety-inducing um, whenever I don't meet goals. Um if you try and track sleep, you actually sleep less. It just seems like a terrible idea, except this past week I've been, I've kept a little spreadsheet to track my tooth pain and I'm actually going to go get a root canal right after this podcast. We weren't that um, kind of, were I'll we? tell you which what? one is more enjoyable, but um, that, that is the only kind of health tracking I've done lately. And I hope it, it'll, it'll be helpful from the dentist. <laughs> oh my God. Um, you know, I love this podcast. Um, I uh, thank you. Wow. I thank you all for your answers on that. Um, I do quite a bit of different uh, tracking. I keep track of, um, you know, everything that the Apple Watch can do. I used to be pretty drawn to the um, activity rings and all that kind of stuff. I have not in recent times uh, paid as much attention to it. But uh, I have a device that goes underneath my mattress, and it is for sleep tracking, but I find myself not using it for that as much as some of the other uh, features that it has built in. It will track what your heart rate is like while you're sleeping. It tracks your respiration rate and things like that. That information gets automatically added to uh, the health app for iOS or for for. Uh, yeah, the health app for iOS and having that information kind of all in one place and compares, comparing it with other data that I have just gives me an all around look at the state of my health. Um, I've had health scares in the past with my heart. And so I'm very, I try to be very aware of uh, what's going on with my old ticker. And so any way I can get data about that and keep it um, 
is a good thing for me. So yeah, I do tend to keep track of things there. Alrighty, folks, we are down to our last topic. So Paul, what have you got for us? Well, so I was looking at my inbox when we were planning the show. And I, I, if, if your inbox is anything like mine, you've gotten a whole lot of important updates uh, from companies that you do not even remember doing business with. Uh, so I wanted to know what the most ridiculous COVID-19 related email you've received is. <laughs> Uh, I mean, generally speaking, it's probably all the PR pitches that come to journalists about Oof, like yeah. <laughs> trying to capitalize on it. And you're like, yeah, read the room, guys. Um, but I think my two favorite, I love this sort of diametric uh, opposition of these two things. One, uh, I was still getting years and years ago for some, I don't know, contest or something. I signed up for a bunch of these like travel related newsletters. And I've kept a couple of them because it's just interesting to see it. And so some of those up until fairly late were being like, it's okay to still travel. And I was like "Eh." Uh, again i don't think you should be advising that but my favorite that was just sort of absurd because i didn't feel like it really needed to be was an email from the uh, i was on the email list for a local escape room (laughs) oh jeez i just love the idea of the escape room i had to like address this uh because it's like yes if there's anything i can think of that would be worse it's being locked in a room with a bunch of strangers who might be ill so yeah uh you could just take that as read that i wasn't planning on doing any escape rooms in the near future best of luck to you hope to see you on the other side of this heather (laughs) what about you um wow i really need to get on some escape room mailing lists seems where it's at uh i so for for the companies emailing me for some reason there's this one dry cleaner that i've never been to that is checking in on me kind of on a daily basis (laughs) and they want to know if everything's okay um i feel like you know if you can't go in you're just stuck at home and what are you going to do but but email your clients um the pr pitches though my goodness they're terrible um yesterday there was one from like an elevator company about its touchless elevator buttons so that (laughs) you wouldn't get germs in the elevator but it also involved ai because of course it did (laughs) it has to (laughs) it has to involve ai um yeah all the pitches right now i'm either like crying or laughing or blocking (laughs) or a little bit of all of it uh yeah so i guess for me um so i moved from different places uh all throughout missouri and then now to california and so i just keep being reminded of all of the dentists and doctors right that i have uh been to in the past and even chiropractors um i just got an email not too long ago about the benefits of acupuncture um <laughs> for all of this that's going on and so yeah it's just a, a nice little uh spattering of map locations essentially uh in my brain where i'm reminded oh yeah you had a doctor there named blah 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 blah, and oh you went to this facility at one point uh, so i think that's been the most interesting thing for me is uh those reminders paul what do you have to round us out here well so i started collecting these you know three weeks ago or so and i think i've got about 200 in sitting in a mailbox and i scanned through it and i don't think a single one of them had anything that seemed essential at all uh i'm really not expecting my bank or credit card to suddenly stop working and when they assure me that they are working then i actually get more concerned But the absolute most useless email I got, uh, it had the subject line, manage your business through disruption. And it contained a link (laughs) to tools to help your business during the COVID-19 outbreak. Uh, And it came from Facebook. (laughs) And 
I don't trust Facebook with my personal data, and I certainly am not going to turn to them in a time of need for my business because there's a pandemic going on. I don't really understand what they were pitching uh, to you know their users, and uh, the whole thing made no sense to me. And that was that was the one that really sort of put me over, put it over the top that this was just ridiculous. But I, I do want to take 15 seconds. Let's just do a public service announcement right here. If you run a business or anything where you could email your customers. And you're thinking, maybe I should email my customers. You probably don't need to email your customers. They're probably okay. You probably don't need to tell them anything. Maybe err on the side of not doing it. That's right. Rogue Amoeba doesn't care about its customers in this time of need. I mean, we care, but I'm not going to email some nonsense. Well, and to Heather's point, I've got I've got one bank that has emailed me every single day, and I don't know what I mean, like what I don't need something from them every day. You don't need something from your dry cleaner every day. I mean, it's nonsense. That's, that's true. That's true. Uh, I just like to email all my clients every day just to see what's up. Just every day, just to see what's <laughs> How up. How you doing? How's it going? How you feeling? Uh, all right, that is four topics down. We have just enough time for a bonus topic. But before we do, I want to tell you about our other sponsor today. This episode of Clockwise is brought to you by Devon Think, the flagship product from Devon Technologies. It's a professional document and information management application for the Mac that helps you collect, file, organize, edit, and annotate all kinds of documents without ever leaving the app. Place live web pages like documents loaded in Google Docs seamlessly next to local files, organize documents in groups and subgroups, tag them both, whatever suits your workflow. DevonThink has a ton of useful features. They have smart groups that let you create different views of your data, integrated AI, which assists you with filing and searching. You can archive all your email with the enhanced email archiver and scan your paper documents. And Flexible Sync supports iCloud, Dropbox, any web dev server, and direct connections with everything securely encrypted. You can create smart rules and have flexible reminders to any document. And this lets non-programmers easily automate many parts of the workflow so you can delegate the boring repeating tasks to DevonThink. DevonThink 3 has a beautiful modernized user interface and dark mode support, and their iOS companion app lets you take DevonThink on the go, plus a completely rewritten web interface makes it ideal for small to medium-sized teams. You can get 10% off DevonThink 3 or upgrade to it right now. Just go to devontechnologies slash clockwise. That's devontechnologies slash clockwise for 10% off. Our thanks to Devon Technologies for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right, bonus topic. As we are all stuck indoors, perhaps with other people in our house, I'm curious if you have a favorite pastime such as a board or a card game or some sort of puzzle that you like to do that keeps you and your household occupied. Heather? Uh, I really like to play the quiet game right now, (laughs) where we just have the kids stay really still and not make any noise. Does that work? (laughs) Nope. That's why I have these locks on the door. Um, And then uh, I play hiding and don't go seek. Oh my god. I love it. I love it. Um, we should have a like weekly conversation, Heather. You're cracking me up. Um, I so I would say throw throw burrito would be the board game, but the problem is that requires people to be there physically. Uh, so I'm gonna go with uh, heads up. I think it's a lot of fun, and you can play it um, across the internet. So yeah, heads up, Paul. Wait, how are you playing heads up across the internet? Uh, with House Party. House Party has a... Oh, okay, in. okay. I got you. Uh, so Dan actually mentioned one earlier, the uh, the Jackbox games. Uh, that is that is something that uh, I've done online uh, in the past. I haven't done it recently, but uh, that's that's a good one. It's easy. It's it's low-key, and you know you can do it for 20 minutes, and, and that's, uh, you know, it's not a, an in-depth two-hour-long thing. So that's, that's one that I would pick. Yeah, you know, Jackbox is great. Um, 
I if I'm just if my wife and I are just playing something, we'll often just boot up Mario Kart and play that for a while. Uh, she's gotten really tired of me trying to run one on one D and D adventures for her. I don't think that's really paying off. Um, <laughs> and uh, playing on the Xbox, this game Sea of Thieves, that's sort of a cooperative, cartoony pirate game with some of my friends, has actually been a lot of fun right now. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of great stuff out there. Fortunately, if this had been like thirty or forty years ago, man, what we've been doing reading books? I don't know. That's just. That's just terrible. Uh, All right. We have reached the end of the show. All that remains is for us to thank our fantastic guest this week, Heather Kelly. Thank you so much for being here. I'll come back anytime. And Paul Kafasis, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. And Micah, uh, we've got another week of stand at home in front of us, probably. Maybe a few more than that. Oh, boy. Uh, We hope you are all safe and well out there and sheltering in place or staying at home or whatever whatever your state dictates, if you can and are able to, uh, please stay healthy. And we will be back next week. But until then, we remind you, watch what you say. And keep washing your hands. Bye, everybody. And keep watching it. Doggone it. <laughs> I was I, watching your hands is not. I know. A thing. You almost pulled it off, though. <laughs> every Jeez, week he kept trying to get it. And every hands. week he's like, Stepped no, all over it. Uh, 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 all right. I'm going to go watch my hands. Ugh.